Dingus and Dongus. Hey, Michael. Episode 31. Welcome to the Dingus and Dongus debacle. Or, uh, what did, what did Dennis call it? The, the Dingus and... Dongus? No, that's actually what it is. Yeah. <laughs> dungus. Dungus. Yeah. The dingus and Dungus debacle. The Chungus Dungus Bungus. <laughs> uh, Debungus? Debungus. <laughs> it, we're Australian now. <laughs> debungus, mate. Is that what Australian, yeah. Australian sound like? Yeah, that, and they say debungus a lot. Debungus? Yes. It's their version of Cowabunga. <laughs> and it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Crocodiles. Do they have... Oh, yeah, saltwater crocs, right? I don't know. Alligators? I don't it's... know. I, I assume they have both, and I assume they're both very angry. <laughs> Maybe it's the, the middle age uh, uh, normal. <laughs> uh, what's the opposite of Ninjas. Samurai. Uh... <laughs> Middle-aged samurai. <laughs> Middle-aged normal samurai. Uh, the opposite of turtles. Uh, rabbits. Yes, sure. Middle-aged normal samurai rabbits. Hair. Hairs. Hairs. Yes. <laughs> okay, so uh, yeah. We're, Good start. Good we're, start. We're giving Juggernaut the spotlight to this this time with his own book. Yeah. It's Juggernaut 1 through 5, out on Marvel, of course, in 2020, written by Fabian Nicieza? Nicieza? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> now, I've, I recognize the name of the author. I just can't recall, like, what specific books that I might have read. But, regardless, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed half of it. Oh, yeah? The first half. Okay. Because the idea of Juggernaut being on an actual demolition crew <laughs> for post-superhero villain events, right. tearing down buildings, was great. And I wish they would have done more with the cleanup crew storyline and the lawsuits. Right. And just kept it in that, in that tone instead of switching it to an actual... He's a superhero, or doing superhero stuff. Right, trying to be a good at guy. At the end, yeah. yeah. It's like, no, this is the point of view of aftermath of destruction, whatever happened with the superhero fight in New York, we'll say. And he and he's just with, like, the cleanup crew. <laughs> and I really like it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it was a really fun way to, you know, start off uh, this book, especially since, like, Juggernaut was has been such a big like major opponent of the X Men mm-hmm. and kind of you know cutting him down to to you know work as a cleanup crew as a uh, a wrecking ball. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty neat. I enjoyed. I, I will always enjoy in any story a Juggernaut versus Hulk fight. Oh yeah, that was the second or third issue, I think. Yeah, I think it was the second issue. It didn't really need to happen, but I was happy it was there. Right? <laughs> Are we going to lure the Hulk so we can shoot it with the blasty blasties? Right, and it's all to, you know, uh, 
give uh, Juggernaut a name as a hero. Right. To, to uh, boost his branding. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think... Uh, would this be the first time you've read anything with uh, Immortal Hulk? Which is the version of Hulk that showed up here. I think so. Yeah. What did you so. think of uh, his new, like, smarter persona? It was... I didn't heed much to it. It's just okay. whatever. I was like, okay, cool. All right, fair. I didn't read much into it at all. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well. What do you think? You clearly have something. I mean, I really enjoy this new, like... Smarter, calculating Hulk that's not the Grey Hulk. Mm -hmm. uh, he's just a mean dude. <laughs> and it's pretty great. Um, if uh, if anybody uh, is a fan of the Hulk, I would recommend uh, the entire uh, Immortal Hulk run by uh, Al Ewing, I believe, is the writer. Yeah. It's, it's really How long cool. is it? I think it's like... Eight or nine volumes now. Okay, so, so, it's, so it's, it's hefty. Yeah, it's big. Gotcha. But there's a lot of like body horror oh, nice. shit and like crazy weird like extra dimensional shit going on. Are there superheroes named after batteries that have nothing to do with batteries? <laughs> uh, not that I'm aware of. Because <laughs> guess what? We got a D cell. We got a D cell in here that <laughs> has no polarity or charging capability. Nope. No, not at all. <laughs> it's just, uh, I, I mean, it makes sense, sort of. Yes, it, it makes sense, because her her power is to decelerate. <laughs> Slow things down. I, I like the power. It's, it was a fun, low-tier superhero, mutant, whatever power. Right. Like uh, when they were jumping out of the plane, and she was trying to, like, slow them down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that reminded me. Of the instance where Juggernaut jumped out of a plane or a helicopter or something for a mission, mm -hmm. and the motherfucker just did a like a dive into yeah. the ground like, like a a missile. So he at first I thought it was just the greatest, most hilarious thing. It's like he's just jumping headfirst into the ground, right? And it was like hands like to his side, yeah, <laughs> like headfirst. And then I realized after turning the page that. Oh, there's a bunker that he's trying to bust through. Right. So it made perfect sense. So there he is again uh, on the demolition team. Right. Essentially. <laughs> Not working with the, the cleanup crew, but, you know, he, he knows what his job is. Yes. <laughs> he knows what his job is. Uh, uh, there's one line that I really liked because I couldn't figure out what the fuck it really even meant. It was uh, D-Cell, you know, giving commentary uh, to, to, I guess, her followers mm -hmm. on whatever. Oh, yeah, because she's constantly thing. streaming. Right? Yeah. yeah. And she said, uh, what, uh, somebody's about to get their ass cheeks introduced to the inside of their mouth cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can make them eat their own ass? Is that what's happening? Yes. Yeah, it's you know fun little lines like that, and um, another moment I really enjoyed. Okay, so background information. Sometime during uh, Uncanny X Men. Oh, okay, there's another point. Sidetracked. You know how um, how in comics sometimes they they throw in you know oh uh, refer to this book this issue right yes for background information. 
that is not very helpful because of all the renumbering that's gone on. So I don't know which version of Uncanny X-Men 21 I'm supposed to read. Fair. You could make some assumptions based on year. Could, yeah. Like, I would assume within the past two years of 2020 would be a safe bet. Whatever 21 is in there. Right. So... But stuff like that, it kind of it kind of bugs me because like I want to know exactly which one it is, but you know, Uncanny X Men twenty one. Mm, I'm not gonna know. go digging for that. Yeah, I well I have an issue with their numbering anyway. It, yeah, everything about it is ridiculous. I understand they're a business, but <laughs> it's stupid. It's stupid. Uh, but yeah, okay. So back in uh, Uncanny X Men, uh, uh, Juggernaut was separated from uh, the Jim and Sidorak. And caused him to lose all his power, and then he was sent to limbo. And it was shattered, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so later on, within this book, he takes a box of the shattered Sidorak gem and snorts it. Yep. <laughs> I was like, holy fuck. That's awesome. And that's after he already regained some of, you know, his Sidorak-related uh, powers, because he uh, he infiltrated the... the Forge of Sidorak. Yeah, and he beat up the dude. Yeah, the old man, like, uh, crafting this uh, new armor using the, the crimson bands of Sidorak. He's like, this is supposed to be mine. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm the new avatar. And, and then fucking K. Marco comes in. He's like, nope, this shit's mine. <laughs> but that wasn't enough, so he had to go and snort some Sidorak. Of course. And then he fought a uh, golden bandy man that didn't have control over himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what? It was like some weird plastoid something thing uh, commanded by Artem Zola. Yes. For whatever reason, and it doesn't make a lick of sense, it reminded me of Gumby a little bit. Okay. I just kind of see that. Just in the, like, the shape of the ends of the <laughs> elasticness. <laughs> It's just Gumby shaped scoops. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like squares? Rounded squares. Rounded squares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's got clay mitts. Yes. Clay mitts. <laughs> well, while we're on the topic of uh, is is uh, losing his powers and then get, getting the crimson bands and then snorting the the gym, what do you think of his new armor? It. I miss this full suit. The the real bulky one? Yeah, the real... I mean, this is cool. Yeah. I don't dislike the way it looks. I just, from what I'm familiar of with Juggernaut, prefer the bulky suit. Okay, fair. Now, I, I kind of wonder if this redesign is for the purpose of Marvel being able to use this design instead for future movies because this particular design looks like it, it would fit in you know the current mcu yeah like visual style a little more than say the old super bulky giant man thing right i, I could see that yeah we'll find out yeah eventually hopefully soon now there's one one more uh thing towards the end of the book that remind me of how old I actually am. It's uh, a flashback of when D-Cell had her giant accident, which made her renounce her mutant 
...ness or whatever. Mm-hmm. She was talking about how her parents were listening to an oldie station that was playing Hey Ya. That's oldies? Jesus fuck. That was like I was in high school when that <laughs> shit came out. That's less than like. Yeah, that was about like 20 years, give or take. Yeah. And when, when you know, we were in high school and middle school, uh, what? Oldies were the Beatles, right? Right, or and, earlier. Yeah. yeah. And that's like at least like. Forty years. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like the the uh, qualifications for uh, something being, you know, belonging to an oldie station is getting shorter and shorter. But, yeah. So soon, like a month, like after a, a song is released, it's <laughs> gonna be on oldie, oldie station. station. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty soon, all the airwaves are just gonna be oldie stations. <laughs> That's all it's gonna be. <laughs> Oh. God, that made me feel old, though. <laughs> How did you feel about the ending of the book where they looked like they could have started up a team? I was excited about thing. it. Did but, they ever do anything with that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. But, like, I like the Thunderbolts, and it looked like another Thunderbolt. Yeah. It looked- so, like, I'm totally down if they if that's the direction they want to go. With uh, Juggernaut, but I will say it'd be it'd be pretty funny if like the next book was uh, him putting together a team of X, you know, common or X bad guys or whatever. Yeah. And then them failing, and then all of them go to work for Damage Control. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, I like it. And then we get my story of Damage Control book. Exactly. And I'm a happy man. Hell yeah. Damage Control. <laughs> 2022. <laughs> the Street Sweepers. <laughs> what if they did all that, but like, turned it to a really wholesome book, where they ran food kitchens, and set up like, temporary housing for the displaced, and just did all of these communal things for... The cities that got destroyed Yo. in in battles or whatever. I'm just imagining Juggernaut taking off his helmet and then plugging up the holes and using it as like a soup bowl. Soup bowl. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's just serving a homeless bowl out of his helmet <laughs> because yes. it's so ridiculously large. It will feed the whole community yeah. easily. <laughs> or he just has them line up with their mouth open, and then it pours out of like an eye hole, <laughs> walking down the line. And, and, and while he's doing that, he's saying, "I'm a little teapot." Instead, <laughs> I'm a little sidereck, tall and fat. <laughs> that doesn't work. Tip me over and pour me out. <laughs> and then sometimes he, he accidentally sneezes and some of the uh, Cirac dust just like <laughs> sprinkles on. Hmm, Cirac residue. <laughs> and then you just see like uh, a bunch of homeless people like uh, <laughs> trying to, you know, set up their, their little uh, tent city, but, it, but they're not used to the, all the strength. <laughs> so they just wreck everything. It's all my home. 
Why do I destroy my home? <laughs> and then damage control yeah. shows up. Okay. Shows up. <laughs> yep, that's gold. Get on it, Marvel. <laughs> uh, for the album, we did Luxacolta's Kolisanki. Uh, I think that's how it's pronounced. I like the way it sounds. Yeah. Kolisanki. <laughs> Kolisanki. <laughs> Apparently, uh, in Polish, that uh, that means lullaby. Yeah, yeah, which makes sense with the album cover, sort of. It was like a mom with two kids. Ah, uh, the music doesn't reflect that. Uh, I think a bit of the melody in the first song sounds like something that would be a lullaby, but like the undertone, like the music, background music behind the vocals, is very creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a fucking twisted, weird-ass lullaby, and it's not metal at all. No, that was the first thing that came to mind. Yeah. There's slight chunks within it that are like industrial metal Mm -hmm. here and there, but then it's more electronic kind of... To me, it it gave off the vibe of like a Nure type of soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's a music genre, but... Yeah, it makes it, sense. Right, like the you you get a similar impression if you're watching a noir film. Right. Yeah. yeah. So kind of that, but this album jumped all over the place. Yeah. Even song like in the middle of songs, complete change of style. Yep. So it's I like some parts of this album. Yeah. And then other parts, I'm just, what are you doing? <laughs> Why do you do this? There's there's uh definitely. Really great fucking moments. And then just moments where, yeah, it's like, I don't understand why this is happening right now. No. No. Yeah. There was a moment where there's vocals and he's kind of just whispering vocals. Mm -hmm. And it just seemed horrible to me. (laughs) So I'm just going to whisper some vocals. Like, this is dumb. And then it turns into really harsh, like, industrial stuff. Mm -hmm. Really driving. It's like, oh, this is... Not bad as generic industrial, but it's something, right? Yeah. And then we go cruising through a city when it's raining. And you get a sweet acoustic guitar solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think that's probably one of my favorite moments of the album is, like, you get this, like, nice driving industrial beat, and then suddenly acoustic guitar solo, <laughs> which was, a, I think, a really cool-sounding solo right in the middle of that fucking song. Like, surprise! Yeah. We know how to play real instruments. <laughs> now, a little background. Um, Luxaculta started as kind of an atmospheric, symphonic, black metal project. Oh, okay. I've not listened to anything. Okay. So. Uh, earlier stuff is like, eh. Uh, but then later on, Vogue from um, Decapitated joined. And it started getting interesting and weirder. Was it a, a cause of him joining? Um, or I don't know. Okay. Really? Gotcha. I just know it kind of coincided. Gotcha. Uh, but uh, with uh, Vol joining the band, the the album before this, which um, there was a long hiatus before they put out Kolisanki. The album before <laughs> is called. The Mother and the Enemy, and that album is fucking bonkers. Yeah. It's it's got a lot of the same like uh 
uh, call it funkiness to it. Yeah, a lot of industrial elements, but with more metal influence that's clearly present because oh. there's like actual riffs and, and shit. Uh, but yeah, after that that album, it, they just took a huge long break, and then suddenly this album popped out popped up out of nowhere. And honestly, like I, I really enjoy this album. Like, really, it, despite the like the moments where I I um I just don't know what what they were going for. Despite all that, like I really like this album. I don't think I'll ever listen to it front to back again. Yeah. Yeah. Unless forced to, like if I'm in your car. Yeah. Yeah. I think partially is because I took acid and then wore blindfolds and played this album. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And and I saw, like, (laughs) weird, like, it was like I was in, you know, the movie Dark City, but instead of creepy uh, pale people, there's... So I don't know what got cut off, but I wanted to say instead of creepy pale people, it's a uh, weird tendril spiders coming to get me. That sounds horrible. It was fun though. <laughs> it was really fun. You're being like chased or whatever, or coming after, getting sought after, and you think that's fun? It's, n- it's it not any different didn't... than a horror movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's like the whole time I was, you know, aware. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's not like I. I completely lost myself gotcha uh well i don't know maybe like some points half like halfway through the album like it was like oh maybe i should take the blindfolds off (laughs) 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 but yeah i think you know because of that experience like yeah i i I really do enjoy the album well you got a different listening experience from it than most people would. Yeah, have. So yeah, I can understand that. I love this album. Dingus <laughs> and Dongus. They mock.